Welcome to IT Newbies, the podcast where we dive into the world of technology with experts from all walks of life. I'm Brent Ingram, and in each episode, we'll be talking to IT professionals about their career journeys from their early days as newbies to the heights of success they've achieved. And don't worry if you're new to IT, because we'll also be breaking down complex tech topics into beginner-friendly discussions. So whether you're just starting out in the field or looking to level up your skills, join us on IT Newbies as we explore the exciting world of technology together. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. All right, welcome to IT Newbies. Today we have Chris Matt Miller. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Yeah, not a problem. All right, Chris. So tell me, what is your current position and how did you get into IT? Uh, so my current position is manager of cloud engineering for Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in IT kind of uh, a long time ago. Uh, and basically started just getting into uh, development. So I went to, uh, I was a machinist in my beginning of my career right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, did some programming for machines there. Liked doing that. Hated getting laid off every winter. Mm-hmm. Went back to school, got a associate's degree in programming, and then started uh, doing tech support and then got a Java, Java developer position. And then uh, eventually ended up here at Mercury in Brunswick. Awesome. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely a pretty cool trajectory, starting out as a machinist and then realizing that you weren't a fan of getting let go <laughs> during the winter months. <laughs> and yeah, went back to school to, to learn programming. Yeah. Um, so what was that process like moving from being a, you said a, a Java? Java developer. Java developer. Yeah. Okay. What was that transition like going from there <laughs> into, I guess, more IT? So it wasn't um, too major. So when I was actually a Java developer at a, a smaller trucky company, I did all of the infrastructure stuff. So mm-hmm. I did I did not just Java development. I did the server admin stuff. I did database stuff. So it okay. was more, you know, holistic. Um, So coming to Brunswick, when I joined as a Java developer for Mercury Marine, and um, it was, it it took me a little bit longer to adjust to the fact that I was just doing development. I would, there were, there were database people, there were infrastructure people, I didn't Mm -hmm. have to do any of that. I was just strictly development. And then um, got into the web services, the middle tier. So then I started doing admin stuff and a lot less Java development. Yeah. And then eventually wound up as a cloud engineer and then managing it. So it was, uh, the the transition was, it wasn't too hard for me, but it was definitely um, just different um, attitudes towards different things. Yeah. So developers are one way, thinking one way. Mm -hmm. And then you got infrastructure people who think a totally different way. So it was kind of different. And then, you know, one of the things that uh, my previous boss really liked dealing with me is I could talk both, both worlds yeah, and try to meld them together. So it was a uh, little, so that transition was a lot easier for me to, to come in. 
Okay. So you think that uh, when you were a Java developer, the fact that you were doing that and, you know, managing servers has definitely helped you in the long run to understand oh, yeah. like, the bigger picture? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, starting out in a small company and, mm-hmm. be, and being that person that does everything really yeah. helped out with the holistic view of how, the, how everything actually ties together and make sure everything works the right way. That's so, awesome. I, I, you know, I, I love that you got to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely recommend, you know, like it don't, don't just go out and, you know, I tell my, like I told my kids, don't go out and try to get into a big place. You know, mm. Google's great. Don't get me wrong, mm. but you're not going to get the holistic view of things right away. Like go to a smaller mom and pop shop and just yeah. help out there. And, and you, you'll learn a lot more because you're going to be way more hands-on with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. Instead of, yeah, again, like you said, with these big companies, you get really segmented onto like one team and you can only touch certain things. And there could also be, you know, just, you know, quote unquote, you know, bureaucracy, like, no, that's another team. You have to communicate with them to get that done, you know, just focus on this. And then, yeah, it could really, it seems like it, it could really stunt your growth and actually having um, hands-on skills on different technologies yeah, that way for sure. versus being in a company where you have to wear multiple hats um, and yeah, figure it out yourself. Cause no, we don't have that position. We have you. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, now that you are a, a manager of cloud developers, um, are there, or do you have any like core managing principles that you use to help the team to execute well? Um, I, you know, I've been doing this for probably a year and a half of managing people, and yeah, I, I don't know exactly what that all the whole management principles and in guidance is. It's just uh-huh. I've learned from previous managers what I want and yeah. what I don't want, and I'm trying to meld uh, a lot of the, hey, this is the way I like to be managed, and then hand that out to uh, some of my directs, right? And Mm -hmm. and I've been trying to really um, just give more more ownership to my direct reports and have them do more things and make more decisions because I think that really helped me out when I did it, when my boss just kind of like, Go forth, Chris. I, I trust in what you do. I know you're good at it. That's why I pay you. Here you go. And that's what I've been trying to do with all of my guys is try to give them more of that that ownership of what is actually going on in the company. Yeah. I think that really goes far to, to give people ownership. It's you saying, yeah, I, I trust you. You, know, you have this responsibility. You are an adult, and I'm yep. I'm not here to baby you. I'm here to empower you, and help you to you know do well so that we all do well as a team. And yeah, I think that really does make make a difference. And it, it helps. I got really good guys on my team too, and they're yeah. all you know responsible. Like you said, adults. You know, there's yeah. nobody I have to babysit and make yeah. sure that they're gonna keep doing you know work for me, right? Because they're all yeah. Like they all just love what they do. So that helps mm-hmm. out a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Makes my job way easier. <laughs> yeah. So it's like step one, uh, hire good people. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just be, you know, a little slow to hire, be picky when you hire so that on the back end, you're, you're not having to, yeah, babysit people. Yep. And I'm definitely picky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a, Manager, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, meetings from about seven o'clock until about five o'clock. That's a typical day. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is just management and and not really management of people, but management of expectations in other areas, groups, you know, mm-hmm. for projects and everything else, the business people. Hey, I want this done now. Well, I'm sorry, you know, my guys are are busy right now because of all the projects that we've already assigned to them. So we can do it on this date and and getting setting those expectations is really the biggest, my biggest task just about every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's really huge because a, a lot of times people will have expectations that might not necessarily match up with reality or they. Uh, because we're on di- they might be on a different team, they don't know all the ins and outs of what a particular team you know is working on or what they have on their plate. And, and so then, and especially if they don't understand, necessarily understand the technology or the process of how yeah. things get made, they're like, oh, can't you just you know click a button and, and then yep. that's that? It's, it's yep. easy, right? <laughs> I hear that all the time. Doesn't it just take you like 10 minutes to build a server? <laughs> yep. But when I have a thousand people asking me for servers, that it's yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people aren't machines. Like it, it takes, you know, mental thoughts to, you know, piece things yep. together correctly Um, and not everything goes smoothly right away yeah even when you got a process down something always comes up that is broken somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of times it's not even our fault it could be just something going on with a tool that we usually use that works 99 percent of the time but this is that one percent um and yeah and so you just gotta roll with the punches So um, throughout your career, is there one lesson that you've learned in the job that you think everyone should learn at, at some point in their life? Um, the biggest lesson I've learned, and it's been a while since I've, I've been pretty, pretty lenient on a lot of things and very grateful for a lot of a lot of different things but i think the biggest thing was just understanding and having a boss tell me like look this isn't life and death Mm. you know it's it Mm -hmm. so somebody doesn't get their server you know exactly uh, at this time or get their application deployed exactly on this date nothing is gonna come crashing down on anybody and just have fun with your job that's been the yeah. biggest, my biggest lesson that I've learned is just enjoy what you're doing because, you know, one day you might not be able to do it. So, mm-hmm. and I love what I do. I honestly just love it. I love IT. I love technology. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Cause it's, 
it really is about the process and the journey rather than just some like nebulous destination. Um, you know, cause even, especially in the DevOps um, world, as soon as you, you know, quote unquote, master a tool, there's going to be a new tool that yep. does it even better. And, yep. and you have to, you know, learn how to, you know, use that tool. If it's, you know, you're also using your best judgment on, okay, you know, should we implement this tool or should we wait? Um, but there's always improvements. I, I'm sure that uh, just the, the DevOps has changed a lot in the past four years, four or five years, oh, yeah. you know, when Brunswick, you know, first started on, on this journey, you know, some of the tools are, are different. Um, oh, the yeah. processes I mean, are, are different. Even, yeah, even to that, even when you do master one tool, they're always changing. So they're always updating it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to relearn something, right? It yep. might not be the exact same. 2.0 might come out and it's completely different than one <laughs> 1.0, right? So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or there's breaking changes uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> in it. And so then you have to go back and update old co- code um, yep. to make sure yep. that it'll run in the future. Yep. Don't want to keep that technical debt. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite productivity hack? Oh, just writing down your time, taking time and, and, you know, um, what I, what I've been trying to do is actually I'll carve out like an hour or two every day and just set up a meeting for myself. And that way I can catch up on emails or go in and do something that might be, you know, need to get done something that I've have, I've been neglecting or whatever and and a task that needs to be get getting done or anything like that. It's just carving out that time just to focus on those areas. Got it. Well, that's good. Um, Cause yeah, it, it can be really easy to let your schedule rule you um, yep. instead of you actually being able to take you know ownership of it and, and kind of direct it to the to the degree that you can direct it. Um, Cause yeah, a lot of times we focus on things that we can't control um, and we miss like the bigger things um, or possibly even the most impactful things that we can control. Um, yeah. Just to make life and work better <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. And, and to keep it fun, like you were saying, um, I, I think it takes intention to keep things fun on yep. the job. And then if even then you lose that focus, you go down a rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. something just keeps chugging away and chugging away. And it's like, oh, why is this not working the way I thought it was going to work? And then you just, you know, you take that time. You got something else you want to work on. You just take that time and split it off, do something else for a little bit and then come back to it. And then normally you'll just be like, oh, that's right here. This is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that, that's happened so many times to me. Uh, what's some advice that you would give your younger self in regards to IT? Um, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing because you're, you know, when I was younger and, and just starting out, it was constant, just the constant work. 
right? When I was developing, it was con- I was constantly thinking about it, and I still do that. And it's still, you know, and in the past, I always thought like, no, I got to take care of my family. I got to do this. I got to think about more of this stuff. But mm-hmm. in the end, you know, it's all just everything works out anyway. So just keep yeah. doing what you're doing and just have fun with it. I love that. That's so good. Um, all right. So I have a few rapid fire questions to <laughs> close us out. All right. What do you do to relax? Uh, I ride bicycle, mountain bike, um, shoot pool, go up nice. on a lake, boating. Nice. What what kind of boat do you have? We have a pontoon, a 24-foot pontoon. So, ah, yeah. Beautiful. It's pretty beautiful. nice. Yep. And then, I mean, summer's coming up. Um, do you have a... Have you already taken it out this year, the pontoon? Or no. So ever- the lakes up north where we go, the ice just came okay. off last week. Okay. Or two weeks ago. So we haven't been able to get up there yet. Um, and the campground that we go to just opened up their water last week. So yeah. <laughs> so there's still snow up there in some spots. So. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> All right. But it's coming up. That's so right. That, that'll yep. be fun. All right. Are you more of a fan of iOS or Android? Android. Android? Yes. All right. If you had to choose um, for your personal computer, would you rather use Mac, Linux, or Windows? I use Linux. You do? Okay. What distro? Linux Mint. Linux Mint? Okay. Yep. But I've used uh, Debian. Um, I've used just about everything. Everything. Fedora. I was yeah. big on Fedora for a long time. So, yep. Linux is my go-to. Awesome. All right. Are you more of a coffee guy or tea? Coffee. Definitely coffee. Okay. Yes. I am I think I'm on my second or third cup today. Oh, that's <laughs> it. I had that by 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah. The, the, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you more of a night owl or a morning bird? Um, probably morning bird. So I normally, you know, work, like I said, it's like get up at about 5.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. start work about 6.30, and then I work until about 4.30, 5.30. And then uh, I usually go to bed around 10, 10.30. So it's a, it can be a long day for me, but. Yeah. But you're getting, you know, six and a half, seven hours of sleep. Yep. So it's yep. Not, not, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, those are all the questions that I have for you today. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye.